0: Welcome to the ninth episode in a podcast series brought to you by the International Arbitration Group at Dentons. With more than 40 partners and 120 lawyers, our group is widely recognized globally, trusted by corporations, states, and high net worth individuals for their most challenging international arbitration matters. In the last episode, we looked at arbitral jurisdiction and developments in challenging or defending jurisdiction. Today, we are going to look at investor state disputes. My name is Rachel Howie. I am a co-lead for the ADR and Arbitration Group in Canada. And today I am pleased to welcome Bart Legum. Bart is a partner in Denton's Paris office, the global co-chair litigation dispute resolution and the head of the firm's investment treaty arbitration practice. Welcome Bart.
1: Well, thank you very much, Rachel.
0: It is a pleasure to have you here today. And, and perhaps to get started a question that uh, I know I have always had for you is how did you first get into the field of investor state disputes?
1: Well, it was the late 1990s, and I was approached by the US State Department to lead a new unit that they were establishing to defend the United States government against the first arbitrations uh, against the United States uh, under uh, a kind of investment treaty. This was the investment chapter of the North American Free Trade Agreement which is essentially an investment treaty that's been written into a uh, wider free trade agreement. And I remember agonizing over that decision at the time because no one I knew and no one whom the people that I knew spoke with had ever had any experience with arbitration under investment treaties. And in Looking into it more, I learned that investment treaties are a type of treaty that was devised to create the conditions to promote foreign investment in countries that were developing and needed foreign capital in order to uh, support and fund the development of their economies. And what these treaties did was provide a basic package of protections for foreign investment, along with international arbitration as an alternative for foreign investors uh, who felt that their uh, rights under the treaty had been violated, um, as an alternative to local courts that might be viewed as uh, insufficiently independent of the governments. Uh, So after reflecting upon this decision for for quite some time, uh, I eventually accepted uh, the State Department's offer and uh, led the defense of the U.S. government in the first uh, arbitrations against it under the North American Free Trade Agreement's investment chapter.
0: And you were successful in all of those.
1: Uh, That is true, yes. yes. I had four cases that uh, went to a hearing and an award, and I am delighted to say both as uh, the former head of that unit and as a U.S. taxpayer that we won all of those cases.
0: So why would an investor find it attractive to pursue investment treaty arbitration? You had mentioned arbitration versus local courts, are there other factors that might weigh in on that decision?
1: Well, generally, investors pursue arbitration against a state under an international treaty only when it is the last resort, when there is no other adequate remedy that is available to them. And it's sad to say, but in, Uh, 2021 still, uh, there is a rule of law deficit in many parts of the world, and if an investor has a large investment that uh, is the subject of a dispute with the state, uh, there is no real remedy that's available uh, in the courts of that state or through the administrative procedures of that state. Uh, so, as I said, it, it's not so much that uh, investment treaty arbitration may be attractive to foreign investors, it's really more that it's something that they feel that they have to resort to in order to get any possibility of relief. Uh, there's one other, um, well, there's, there's a number of other scenarios where an investor might invoke an investment treaty Uh, One of those is where there's an impasse with a given ministry and the investor by sending a notice that it might initiate arbitration under an investment treaty is able to have other ministries in the government step into the conversation and sometimes that can Uh, lead to a a better result for the investor. Let let me give an example. Uh, One time some years ago, we had a client that discovered that the ministry of justice of a certain government had downloaded a version of its software, a trial version of its software and was using it on a massive basis for an important state project without paying any royalties, uh, which is obviously incompatible with the license agreement and the terms of trial downloading of software. Uh, one would expect that a mere, you know, bringing this to the attention of a ministry of justice would result in the ministry realizing that it was illegal what it was doing and, and taking steps to remedy it, but that was not the case, unfortunately. And so uh, transmitting a notice under the investment treaty and bringing it to the attention of the local embassy uh, proved to be very uh, helpful, in fact, instrumental in in resolving the dispute. Of course, sometimes uh, bringing other ministries into the conversation can make it harder to resolve a dispute. And so this is uh, a tool that is used with uh, with only a fair amount of caution.
0: And then flipping the scenario and looking at things from the state perspective, what what issues are associated with these disputes for states?
1: Well, I think there's a number of issues that states have with investment treaty arbitrations. Uh, One of them is the complexity of these cases, uh, both in terms of the law and in terms of the the underlying facts. Uh, These cases bring to bear the complexity of local law, which of course governs the measures that are at issue in each one of these cases, as well as international law, which is the law that provides the rule of decision for the arbitral tribunal. On top of this, oftentimes foreign investment at the scale that is at issue in investment treaty disputes is some of the more complex forms of business ventures, both in terms of the way the businesses are structured, in terms of financing, and in terms of the complexity of the commercial operations that that are at issue. Uh, And these are the sorts of cases that are not often seen in uh, the courts of host states. So so that's one difficulty for states is the complexity of these cases, which are challenging even for sophisticated investors. The, The other thing that's hard for states to get a handle on is the very notion that measures that are valid and constitutional and adopted within the full power of the government under national law can nonetheless breach the state's obligations under international law. And for government officials that are used to operating only within the boundaries of national law, the idea that their acts can be reviewed and indeed the decisions of their highest court can be reviewed by an international tribunal is something that's difficult for them to grapple with. And then there's the unfamiliarity of the forum. Uh, International arbitration is something that is, of course, well familiar to international arbitration practitioners like you and me uh, but it's an unfamiliar form of procedure for most state government officials. Uh, And there's a different sort of level of deference to the state in investment arbitration than there is to the state in national court proceedings. Uh, You know, the parties in international arbitration are treated with equality that's not necessarily the case for many states in their own national uh, court systems and then finally there are budget constraints um you know ideally states should have specialized counsel to deal with these highly complex cases uh, and yet it is often difficult for uh, capital importing states to find the resources internally to um, retain counsel that has the experience that's necessary to achieve great results for them.
0: And then looking forward into the future, we do hear a lot these days about reform of the system, reform of investor state dispute settlement. What are some of those issues looking into the future that, uh, that may come to fruition?
1: Well, there's a great debate that's going on right now uh, at one of the United Nations organizations that deals with international trade law. This is UNSA Uh, And in working group three, uh, there's been intensive debate now for several years. And the debate focuses on questions that if, if I had to formulate them in very broad terms would be, Is arbitration the right forum for adjudicating the legality of state measures? Would it be better to have a forum that looks more like a court than an arbitral tribunal in addressing questions of this importance? And in association with that, uh, there's a focus on means to ensure greater consistency and coherence in investor state dispute settlements uh, decisions. And there are different sides to the debate. And a lot of it depends on whether your starting proposition is that these disputes should be resolved by a court as opposed to being resolved by arbitrators. How the debate will turn out is an open question at this point. However, the answer to the question and its impact on investor state dispute settlement is something that lies in the future and not even the near future. Uh, It is likely that it will be a decade or so before we actually see the fruits of these reform discussions uh, take uh, real form uh, as either a new court for all investment disputes or uh, in other forms.
0: Thank you so much, Bart, for sharing those insights with us. Our next session will be posted in a few weeks. Denton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see Denton's.com for legal notices.